Welcome to another edition of Winter FNL. Nothing better than a Division II matchup where somebody's got no losses and somebody's only got one. Hi, Tim Glenday in the studio. Everybody's moving things up because of the impending snow, at least what they think is coming. So just underway is Timberlane and Milford, and our men are there, literally in the stands. We say good evening to Mike Belvo and Nick Anastas. Thank you, Tim. Just two minutes gone here in our game of the week. Spartans and the Owls of Timberlane, and Timberlane going to get on the board for the first time. Baseline jumper up and in for Ryan Doherty, the senior, and the road team in Maru on the board. Their trail 3-2. Another shot quickly the other way for the Spartans. Three from straight away is around the rim and out. No good there for Weston Paré. Rebound to Timberlane, and the Owls working here left to right. Nice splitting move there into the lane, but... A little jump shot goes short for Connor Stott from about five feet off the front iron. Rebound to Milford. Spartans back right to left. Inside, Gutterson. His shot is partially deflected. Gutterson going to follow on the near side. Double team, pivots out of it, and then banks it in for two. That's Nick Gutterson, one of the tri-captains for Milford, and the Spartans expand their lead to 5-2. Yeah, a nice inside move by Nick Gutterson. He initially got rejected, got his own rebound, did a little drop step turn and a kiss off the window. Spartan head coach Dan Murray up at the top of the bench, directing the 2-3 zone. Spartans in their home whites, navy blue lettering, says Spartans across the chest. Timberlane, their road maroons, as I mentioned, white lettering and black trim. Here's a three, up and in, that's Matthew Perry, the junior point guard. Give it a little room from straight away, ties the game at five. Yeah, Perry from just outside the elbow, nice looking stroke. Meanwhile, Beniskevich, the Spartan standout guard, is going to draw a foul. Against Timberlane here. I believe it's on Perry. A reach his first and the first team foul either way as it comes with just over three minutes gone by in this opening period. Spartans at 6-0. and oh. Certainly in the hunt expected to be perhaps in the final four in Durham in June. Here's a three. And that up and in from the corner. That's Ryan Bork. Nope. Weston Paré again. Weston Paré. Excuse That's me. That's his second three, Nick. Yeah. Here is Perry trying to answer a three from the far wing. No good back iron and a long rebound out to Baniskevich for the Spartans. I said the Final Four was in June. Of course, it's in March up at Lundholm Gymnasium. Spartans trying to march their way to a Final Four. But tonight, the goal just to stay unbeaten and improve to 7-0. Meanwhile, Baniskevich against man-to-man pressure on the far wing. Nice crossover into the lane. Leaves it for Gutterson near corner. Three on the way. Too strong. Follow, though, is up. No, off the back iron. As Paré again was crashing. Meanwhile, here's Perry looking to race for Timberlane. To the rim, blocked. But a foul is called along the baseline. And this looks like a shooting foul. So Perry, the junior guard, he's got to be, what, about 5'8", coach? Not listed on paper, but I'd say he's, he's quick. He's one of those Mighty Mouse-type guards. No doubt about it. He just went one-on-two in the trees and was able to get himself to the charity stripe for a pair. Milford up 8-5 at the midway point of this first quarter. First free throw is good for Perry. That makes it 8-6-4 early on for the junior. First sub here as head coach Jeff Bauman dips into the bench for the first time for Timberlane. Yanni Kakoris is on. Meanwhile, a two-for-two trip at the line for Perry. Right-hand free throw makes it 8-7. Milford's lead trimmed to one. Timberlane in a man-to-man here, extending beyond the arc. Half-court defensively. Spartans right to left. Up top is Shane Winnett. And let's see, here's a foul on the floor. As when it put it on the deck, tried to drive to his left, but a foul called first. Milford's shown some very good ball movement early in this game. It's going to be a foul against the Timberlane Big. It's Robert Horgan just picked up his second. Meanwhile, a three for Gutterson, far wow. wing, up and in, nothing but net. And you're right, coach. Yeah. The good ball movement freeing up the shooter on the weak side. Absolutely, and he was a good three feet behind the arc right there. 11-7, Milford by four. You can hear the cheerleaders along the baseline on the far side trying to cheer on the home team. Good crowd here in a tight gymnasium. Coach and I in the bleachers here. Meanwhile, a pass tipped on the near sideline and stolen away. Good Spartan defense there. It was Paré who got his left hand on it. And now Milford would win it, looking for Gutterson back door, but that pass slightly deflected. And out of bounds, last tip by Timberlane's Sam Hovel. So Hoven, one of the juniors. Good mix of juniors and seniors 
on the Timberland Owl roster. They're 4-1 early on. A bit of a surprise, a little bit of a surprise in Division Two. Meanwhile, there's Perry. Jumps the passing lane in front of Vaniskevich. Knocked it away, but then stepped out of bounds on the near baseline. That gray sneaker on his left foot barely got the line, so the Spartans catch a break, and we'll keep it here. Yeah, Coach Bauman not really agreeing with that call right there. 11-7 is the Milford lead. They look for more. Inbound tip to Tabaniskevich at the top. Spins to his left. Kicks it near corner. Pass back up top. Sets a three up. And that one is short from Paré. Kept alive by Baniskevich, but saved to the wrong team. As Timberlanes Hoven has it. Owls down 11-7. Perry trying to get in the lane again. And is grabbed here on the near side of the lane. Foul coming against Milford. It'll be the second team foul against the Spartans. Yeah, Matt reaching Perry. on Paré. Matt Perry not afraid to push tempo right here and take it inside. Certainly the doing the bulk of the ball handling for the Owls. So Weston Paré will check out. The senior guard picks up his first. As Milford makes a substitution. Meanwhile, quick shoot from the corner. No good for Perry. Ball tipped near side. And Baniskevich comes out of a crowd for the Spartans right to left into the front court. And Milford going to set up here against man-to-man. They come near side. Evan Ryan trying to drive. Now on the back door, there is Jamie Paré, and that one up and in. Tough over-the-head finish there with the right hand. Reversal, but really, as you said, he had a defender draped all over him, Nick, and he made a great shot. Jamie comes on for Weston, and the Paré brothers pretty good here early on for Milford. 13-7. Spartans with their largest lead here. Two minutes to go first quarter. Another foul against Timberlane, or sorry, against the Spartans. Their third team foul. It's going to grab away from the ball against Baniskevich. Meanwhile, Coach Murray continuing to shuffle guys in and out, replacing Nick Colley, one of his starting forwards, and having a word with the senior over on the bench. Yeah, just then on the inbound pass, Timberlane missed a wide-open uh, player underneath for an easy bunny. Instead, it comes out to the wing. Now along the far baseline, a leaner there, a little too strong for Robert Horgan, and the rebound goes to Melford. Good looks here for Timberlane, but a little bit of a lid on the basket right now. Beniskevich, a baseline drive, finds Gutterson. Near side, corner three is high and short. And a rebound to Timberlane for Horgan. Nonetheless, a good look there, despite the air ball. Timberlane, left to right, looks for an answer. A three from the near side from Holden, too strong. Offensive oh. rebound put back up by Horgan. And then finally, third time is the charm for Drew Simering. Another one of the tall, lanky forwards for Timberlane, the senior, his first bucket. 13-9 Spartans. Good defense here in the corner. Paré on the baseline. Pass deflected. Then a wild three is heaved up there by the center. Win it. No good there off the backboard. Rebound to Timberlane as we come up on one minute to go. First quarter. Spartans with a 13-9 lead. Timberlane trying to make it a one-possession game. Jump shot from the far elbow is in and out. No good for Horgan. Rebound to Baniskevich and again he races into the front court, right to left, and now we'll slow it down. Clearly, Timberlane has read the scouting report, and that's to try and slow or stop Ryan Banjuskevich. He's been bottled up early. I post Ryan. Far side win it. Three on the way. No good. Back iron. Weak side rebound to Timberlane as Hovel comes up with it. 30 seconds to go. And now Coach Bauman active on the Timberlane sideline, holding up his left hand, calling out the play. His point guard is Kokoris who now attacks the lane, leaves it near side for Hovel, now back up top for Perry. 15 seconds to go. Milford's coach back on his feet as well. Coach Murray, hands in his pockets, directing the defense. 10 to shoot. Timberlane comes near side. Simering with the ball, top of the key. Five seconds. Step back three on the way now. No good back iron. Offensive rebound. Horgan goes up and short. The tip then does go in, but that one well after the final horn. Horgan had a pretty good look at it, and I think he knows it, Coach, as he walks to the sidelines with his head down low. Yeah, that's a second easy miss for Rob Horgan in the last couple of possessions for Timberlane. Wish you could have those back. So a quick moving first quarter. In the books here at Milford, Spartans with a 13-9 lead as Milford looks to stay unbeaten. Back for our FNL Game of the Week. Presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers in just a moment here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in and ESPNNHradio.com. 
Who had some room in the far corner. 18-16 Milford. Spartans want it back. Gutterson behind the back in the lane. It's picked off. Didn't Taken away it. by Seamring, who comes left to right all the way down the near side of the lane, but the right-hand runner no good. He wanted to foul. Instead, we got the rebound pace, of the Nick. Spartans. Yep, back and forth we go, and now Milford will take a little bit of air out of the ball here and reset. Coach Murray from the far sideline holding up a right fist here, calling the play. He wants Bainuskevich with it. He's got it. Fires from straight away. No good from 17 short, but offensive rebound goes to Paré. Spartans will keep it at this end. 18-16, they lead. Down the lane, bounce pass. Too strong there for Zach King on the baseline. It's taken away. Timberland defender Connor Scott stepped in front, picked it off with two hands, and now Scott will slow it down as he walks left to right into the front court. Coming up in the midway point, second period. Timberlane could tie with a two, maybe take the lead with a three. Far side, Kokora's here one a moment ago. It's short, though. Offensive rebound, back up and in for Hoven, who has come alive here in this first half. Sam Hoven, the junior, ties the game with his right hand. It's 18 off. Yeah, a real nice little rainbow touch in the lane for Hoven. He's had a few good key clutch field goals for Timberlane. That's got the Owl fans who made the trip from Plastow on their feet. Oh. Meanwhile, there's Baniskevich. It's a power move. Down the lane, left hand, finish off the glass. To, not to be denied on that drive. He puts Milford back in front by two, 20-18. Inside of four minutes now until halftime. Owls going to calculate here on this trip. Inside to Holden. Catch on the right block. And there's the bank shot again. Got it over two guys, including Gutterson. Good-looking feed by the big fellow, Rob Horgan. Having some good eyes and finding Hoven with a finish. And now a timeout is called by Milford. The visitor bench up in arms here, liking the fact that their team has tied things up at 20 apiece. And we talked about it. Owls fans here to our left in the gym. The bleachers on the near side. And well, I'd say the remaining two-thirds left to right belong to the blue and white of the hometown Milford Spartans. But Timberlane looking to make a statement tonight. So far, Coach, after maybe a little bit of a slow shooting start, they have picked up things on the offensive end and have tied this game at 20 apiece. And they look good. This is a very difficult gym, Nick, to come in as a road team and come in and get a win. It's a little band box. The, the crowd is right on top of the action. The walls are come kind of closing on you tight. Yeah. But Timberlane right now, they are playing some excellent basketball. Again, I continue to harp on the ball movement. It's really solid. Meanwhile, Coach Daniel Murray, long-time face of the program. He's in the Spartan huddle. Speaking with a little bit of fire, trying to get his guys to elevate their game. Timberlane, meanwhile, 4-1. and one. In Division Two, trying to stay in that upper tier with a win today. Spartans 6-0, looking to stay unbeaten. And we see now Coach Jeff Bauman over there on the sideline. He's been fiery as well. Got the gray shirt, the maroon tie, and the black pants. All right, Spartans. Out of the timeout with the ball. They're going to come right to left into the front court. Timberlane remains in a man-to-man. There's the back door. Paré wide open but missed the layup. Left hand a little short. Timberlane the rebound. Then Jamie Paré stays on defense looking to pick the pocket of Matt Perry. But Perry survives. Throws it up the far sideline. Shot is then thrown up at the rim by Connor Stott. Tipped out though. Offensive rebound. Perry swings it far side. Seaman lets it fly. And that's too strong. As it grazes the rim, a weak side rebound is taken in by the Spartans. Their big man clears the glass. That's Shane Winnett, one of the tri-captains. Inside of three minutes, still tied at 20. Milford right to left. Kinnan now up top, little jab step. Thought about it. Instead goes far side for Pere. Pere behind the back. Now finds it again. Gutterson now off the curl. Catches at the free throw line. Travel. Throws it near side of Pere, who traveled on the catch. That's Weston Pere. And the Timberland Owl players on the sideline there really... Enjoying things, standing up and giving the guys a hand on the floor. 20 apiece, Timberlane again looking for their first lead of the game. Yeah, Gunnison got caught up in the air a little bit right there. He definitely caught Weston Paré by surprise. Two and a half to play until halftime. Quick shot up and in from the near elbow. It's Connor Stott, and there's the first lead for the Owls, 22-20. And another timeout is called by Milford. And Coach Murray wants a 30-second here to... I guess restate his previous message because Timberlane just took the lead. He's just not happy what's going on on the defensive end for his Milford Spartans. The shot came down wide open. Jay from the elbow. Nice little touch off the window as well. Good crowd here. 
And you're right, Coach. It is kind of a bandbox. Feel a little hot in here. I'm in a, Definitely. I'm in a short sleeve and feels Working like up a lather. Feels like it's July instead of instead of mid-January. All right, a brief timeout. Send the players back on the floor. Spartans in their home whites. Timberlane in the road. Maroons. Two and a half to play. Second quarter. 22-20. Timberlane leading for the first time in the ball game. Spartans right to left. Timberlane to man to man. Ryan pops open. He's open for three. That one's short. Follows his own shot, but then is stripped in the lane by Timberlane. And now the Owls will take it left to right. Ryan Doherty got his right hand on it for the steal. Good quick. Yep, and then a block. A big one by Kennett with a right hand swatting the smaller Connor Stott as he made his move baseline. It'll stay with Timberlane. Shane Winnett coming out of nowhere with a rejection. Two minutes to go in the first half. Owls looking to make it a two-possession lead. Perry, the point guard, down the far side of the lane. Survives, goes up, and draws a foul. Nearly lost the ball there, Coach, but found himself underneath and just took it right up, and the 5'8 guard is going to shoot two. Yeah, not a big kid, but he's certainly a good athlete and showed good presence right there in the paint to regain possession and get a shot up and get himself at the charity stripe. Foul is on Evan Ryan, his first, team's fourth. Free throw is short, no good. Perry will get one more. Jamie Perret is off. Maniskevich, the star point guard, back on for Milford after a brief stint on the bench. Second one up, and no good. Perry can't get the roll. Off the front iron to the Spartans, Gutterson the board. Up ahead, Beniskevich into the front court. The trailer is Ryan, one dribble in the lane, and the bank shot is good high off the glass. The big fella catching the pass at the foul line. One dribble to the rim and a lay down. Second field goal for the senior, 22 apiece. Timberlane with 100 seconds left, trying to slow it down. Shooter is open, line drive three, though. Too strong from the far side from Troy Blackadar. However, offensive rebound is there. Off the bounce, back out, Perry, and that's a long two from the far wing. Boy, Perry has looked impressive here, the junior. Scowling now on the defensive end with his club up two. 24-22, Milford trails. Baniskevich, quick step back, three, up and in with the left hand from straight away. He's ice, he can be absolutely in fuego, he can be on fire out there, he's starting to heat it up. 25-24, that bucket puts Milford back in front, and we are down to one minute remaining in this first half. Timberlane inside to Seering, and there he is with the right hand. Seering, a little bit of room there on the cut. Able to finish off the window with the right hand. Timberlane by one, 26-25. Coming up on 45 seconds left, Beniskevich with it. Trying to orchestrate for the Spartans, sets up Perret, and that three is in. Right in front of the Timberlane bench, far wing, Weston Perret with the right hand. And players on both teams starting to heat up here at the end of this first half. By my count, that's the third trifecta for Weston Perret. 28-26, Spartans up, and now a foul coming against Milford. Deep on the near wing, it's on the floor. That's team foul number five against Milford. So still one to give. And with 30 seconds even, the Spartans will inbound. Again, no shot clock in NHIAA boys basketball. So Timberland, in theory, could play for the last shot here. Perry on the near wing, got Beniskevich on his hips, puts it on the deck. Comes to the near corner. Bounce pass then taken in the low post by Doherty. Pulls it back out with the dribble. 15 to go. Doherty on the near side wing, guarded by Ryan. Comes between the circles, looking for the handoff for Seemering. Seemering, though, harassed from behind by Kennett. Nearly lost the ball. It's loose. It's out of bounds. And it's turned over. Milford will get it with six and a half remaining. Good defensive play by the big center. Yeah, absolutely. Evan Ryan showed good hands, and that ball did go off the chest of Seemering. Into the backcourt, Weston Perret, five seconds for Milford, right to left. Over to Ryan, near side, he's got to hurry. He's smothered on the wing, and he won't get the shot off. Oh, my. Danyuskevich caught his air ball and left hand flung it. That's not going to count, but it was pretty. So at the end of the first half, after a back and forth first half, Milford with a 28-26 lead. This is our FNL Winter Game of the Week. It's presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Nick Anastas along with Coach Bellevue, getting an early start because of the impending snowstorm later on in the region, starting off at 5. Usually we're on Tuesday nights from 6 to 9. But, Coach, looking back at the first, what, 16 minutes of action, your overall thoughts here, pretty good game. Well, first of all, we were 0 for 2 on the season, picking a game of the I think we picked one tonight here yeah. in Division 2 with just a two-point spread at halftime. And some real, real 
uh, nice pace to this basketball game. We, uh, we, we didn't get either team in foul trouble, yeah. so we uh, didn't have many foul shots taken of the one-on-one and bonus variety. The ball movement has been excellent. Both teams working hard on the defensive end. Milford started off in a zone. They jumped back into a man-to-man because Timberlane started shooting the ball well. All right, we'll step aside. Send things back for a halftime report. Tim Glenday and Patrick Gilroy standing by at our ESPN New Hampshire studios. 28-26, Spartans with the lead. It's our FNO Winter Game of the Week presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in in ESPNNHradio.com. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Sounds like they're uh, running a fast-paced one out there in Milford this evening. This is going to be an interesting program. Hi, Tim Glenday here in the studio. Patrick Gilroy will join us uh, in a little bit. We have uh, a couple of games that made this adjustment. Nashua South is over at Dover tonight, and uh, they have moved their game to 5.30 this evening. I'm talking about a varsity boys basketball game. And Sunapee at uh, Pittsfield's a 6 o'clock. Franklin at Guilford is a 6 o'clock. So after that... Just about everybody else uh, is scheduled to go as they planned to go this evening as they'll be playing their games uh, mostly at 6.30, 1 or 2, 7 o'clock. And again, the farther away you get, you're also farther away from the storm. We will tell you that uh, Mike Abelson of the Union Leader is covering for us the Central at Alvern game when uh, most likely when he wants to do his pregame report at 6.10, We'll be in the middle of action of the second half of our exciting Timberland and Milford game, but no doubt we'll be able to arrange with him to get back to us later. Nashua South at Dover. Uh, Sam Lewick was going to contact us around quarter past six. Hope Sam got the word via Twitter or some other device that, well, that's the 5.30 move up over there at Dover. Hollis Brookline at Sauhegan. Alex Leibowitz, and we might be uh, close to done, done by the time he does his preview. I don't mean done with the broadcast, but done with our live action with uh, Mike and Nick. And we do have, for some play later this evening, the NAIAA Boys Hockey Report with the National Telegraph's own Tom King. So all those things are coming up. We're going to take a uh, brief break right now. And I'll be back with more here in the studios of ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Missed a portion of the show? Go to ESPNNHradio.com and download the podcast now. Second half action is underway. Let's go back to Mike Belvo and Nick Anastas. Thank you, Tim. Spartans, who led by two at the break, have extended their lead over the Owls 34-28. Two minutes gone by in this third quarter. Nick Anastas, Coach Bellevue with you. Our FNL Winter Game of the Week is presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Milford looking to stay unbeaten. They're 6-0. Timberlane, kind of an upstart in Division Two at 4-1, hoping for a statement win here on the road. Three from Jamie Paré off target. Follow, though, is good by Winston, who was able to get it on the far side. Excuse me, yeah, Shane Winnett who was scoreless in the first half, but already with five points in this third quarter, and now a timeout is called by Timberlane. With two and a half gone by, the Spartans have opened up their largest lead of the game, 36-28. Yeah, Spartans have come out smoking here in the third quarter. You expect it from Ryan Banjuskevich. He's been heating it up all night long. He drained a big three to get him going, and then, as you said, Shane Winnett, five points, nice little bucket inside right there in traffic. Yeah, Milford has been able to to bring a balanced attack to the table, so to speak. Baniskevich is the high man with 10 points, but right behind him, Weston Paré, nine points on three three-point field goals, and Winnett has given them an uptick. Also, Gutterson, five points in that first half. And Evan Ryan, who took a shot to the mouth a moment ago and is now on the bench, he has six points. So Milford with a balanced attack here, leading 36-28. Yeah, the big fellow Ryan right now holding some, looks like an ice cube or an ice pack. On his mouth, looked like he might have taken an elbow to the chops. Timberlane out of the timeout, facing now a 1-2-2 zone trap. And it looks like that ball was kicked, but loose ball is picked up with no whistle in the backcourt as Timberlane looks to reset here right to left. Ryan Doherty going to hand off to the guard that's Connor Scott. Timberlane led in the first half by Matthew Perry, the little 5'8 junior guard. Meanwhile, backdoor cut. 
Leads to a wide open left-hand layup for Connor Stott, who found the backside of the Spartan defense asleep. But another beautiful feed inside by Rob Horgan. The big fellow's got some good vision. It's four points for Stott. And Milford makes it a two-possession game with that bucket, 36-30, with just over three minutes gone in this third quarter. Baniskevich wants the answer for Milford. Three-pointer straight away, no good. Rebound off the bounce to Stott, and Timberlane gets the stop they wanted. Owls right to left wearing their road maroons. White lettering and black trim. On a drive, here is the big center, Horgan, who's going to... Get a little teardrop to fall with the right hand after one dribble from the foul line. Yeah, real nice, Nick. You described it pretty. A one dribble from the foul line. Nice nice ball faking and a good drive. And in the lane, just a teardrop. Robert Horgan, one of these talented juniors for Timberlane. Oh. Meanwhile, a three up and in. That's Weston Paré. And he four. has found the stroke from downtown. His fourth from outside the three-point line. 12 points. He's the game's high score. And it comes at the midway point of this third quarter. 39-32, Milford. And now nearly a steal at midcourt. Yes, sir, but they're going to rule him out of bounds trying to tiptoe the near sideline. That's Shane Winnett. The big center got a good step there and almost took it the other way. I think the official might have gotten his way or he'd have been able to stay in bounds and maybe finish that. He's brought some energy here into the second half. Milford going to extend their pressure. They played the layback 2-3 most of the first half. And it looked like they're in a matchup zone here. Meanwhile, Perry trying to avoid Baniskevich. Goes down the lane, drops it for Horton, who gets a layup for two. Nice little bounce pass in the paint. Oregon yeah. with six. Great dribble penetration by Matt Perry. Five-point game again. Milford's lead slashed to 39-34. Spartans look for the answer left to right. Baniskevich spin move, far <laughs> wing. Leaves it behind him for the big center, Kennett, into the lane. When it's shot, though, short. Stays with it off the front iron. Then his outlet pass is tipped and picked off by Perry. And Perry is fouled at midcourt by Weston Pere, who actually hit the deck and got the worst of that collision. That'll be the first team foul either way in this second half. It comes nearly five minutes into this third quarter. That's the third foul, though, on Weston Pare. Yeah, that's big because he's drained four trifectors. And as you said, the leading score for the Spartans. Again, it looks like a matchup zone for Milford as Timberlane works right to left. Trying to go inside, make it a one-possession game. And now a Ooh. travel is called on the far wing. That's on the guard, Yanni Kokoris. The senior, a little indecisive there, shuffled the feet. Haven't seen too many giveaways either way. It's been that's well played. Been well played, as you said. Inside of three minutes we go, third quarter. Milford by five, 39-34 with the ball. Aniskevich left to right. Up top for Winnett. Near side Ryan who just came back on. Now he's going to drive to the rim and he's mugged. As he attacks the iron, he'll shoot two. Took it right at the Timberland defender Sam Hoven. And draws the contact. We talked about it. He was hit in the mouth. His mouth guard went flying. He was holding his, his lip. Had to come out for a couple of minutes. See the trainer at the head of the bench. Now back on and just, just as aggressive as ever as he hits the first of two free throws. Yeah, it was a really nice ball fake, a nice up fake by Evan Ryan, and he got himself to the rack. Took some more contact. As you said, got mugged going to the rim there. Got the white shirt under the jersey, and he'll knock that down as well. Two-for-two two trip, his first points of the second half. He's got eight in the ball game. Milford's lead pushed back to seven at 41-34. Timberlane with two and a half to go in the third. Wants an answer. Up top, Kokoris for three. No good. Back iron. And a loud rebound snatched by Gutterson of the Spartans on the near side. Left to right comes Milford. Looking for their largest lead of the game. To the rim, Beniskevich, and he's foul. Got hit on his shooting hand. Smacked on that left wrist. As he tried to scoop one between two defenders. He'll shoot two here. Foul against Kokoris, his second. And Timberlane's second here in this third quarter. You know, people will tell you it's tough to defend the southpaw. They're long, usually... Ryan Benjuskevich, as he makes his first free throw, he's got those long arms and legs. He does. And he's wiry, and he gets to the rim with the best of them. Free throw is good, wasting very little time after getting the ball. Maybe a second. Just puts it right up and in. So 
That's a dozen now for Vaniskevich. Critical possession here for Timberlane. This lead has been extended to nine. They don't want it to get away from them. Largest deficit of the night. Milford led by just two at halftime. One, two, two zone press here from Milford. Timberlane right to left. A bounce pass taken into the front court by Seamering. Now it's Kokoris far side looking for Hoven in the far corner. Milford retreats to a 2-3 zone. Skip pass taken on the near side. The wing three is up. No good by Kokoris. And a weak side rebound goes to Ryan. Milford wants to run. Weston for Benaskevich. Wow. Left-hand layup is good. And, and that, that, a timeout by Timberlane. Absolutely. I was just about to say that draws a quick T.O. from the bench. Starting to slip away a little bit. And Coach Jeff Bowman of the uh, Bowman of the Timberlane Owls, he felt it. He needed to stop this momentum. A 17-8 run in this third quarter by Milford as the Spartans post their first double-digit lead of the night, 45-34. Our coverage presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Bask now with new imaging options. Find out more at both bedfordsurgical.com and baskimaging.com. By Apple Therapy, proud supporters of the 2017 Apple Therapy Student-Athlete Scholarship Program. Find out how your son or daughter can win a $2,500 scholarship today at, well, both AppleTherapy.com and ESPNNHRadio.com. Nick Anastas, Coach Mike Bellevue, Tim Glenday back in our studio. And again, an early start here tonight. They moved it from 6.30 up to 5 o'clock because we may get some rain or some ice or some snow or some kind of mixture of all three coming here to southern New Hampshire. Probably sooner rather than later. All right, whatever it takes to get a snow day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, out of the timeout. Spartans with their starting unit on. They're in a 1-2-2 zone. Milford looking to trap here on the far wing. Timberlane right to left. They do break it into the front court. Seamering now down the lane. Now to the rim. Count it and the foul. With his left hand. Hanging. A lot of mid-air hang time. Then switched from his right hand to his left in traffic, in the trees, and finished. Drew Seamering, one of the seniors, taking it strong. and He's one of those big kids coach again with the uh, those kind of strong shoulders, able to absorb the contact and finish the play. Does miss the free throw, however. Gutterson the rebound for Milford. Ryan left to right into the front court, and the Spartans turn it over. Ryan looked for Gunnarsson, take it away, and then the layup is there for Ryan Doherty, his first bucket of the second half. Timberland, a little bit of momentum out of the timeout. Four unanswered, they're within seven, 45-38, with now a minute 20 to go in this third quarter. Mm. Spartans want it back. Jamie Perone behind the back for Gutterson. His pass deflected, but handled by Ryan up top. Now Ryan wants to make a move on Hoven, attacks him, and is knocked to the ground and fouled as Hoven got a piece of the basketball, but more body there as he tried to block the shot. With the right hand. So the physical play here of the Milford senior, Evan Ryan, earns himself another trip to the line as he looks to build in the Spartans' 45-38 lead with just over a minute to go third quarter. And I like how the big fella can handle the basketball, and he's taken it strong to the rim the last two out of three possessions. Free throw good. Ryan three for three at the free throw line this quarter. He's got nine points now in the game. 46-38. One more coming. Right hand shot is up and perfect. Pretty rotation on that release. Ryan in double figures, third Spartan to do so. He's got 10. Timberland back down 9, 47-38. Now a minute to go, third quarter. Timberland right to left, Milford. In a matchup, man-to-man here. Doherty up top, far elbow, double team. Bounce pass underneath, taken by Kokoris. Now a near corner three is up and perfect. Shot, I think. That was Kokoris finding Connor Stott. Yeah, you're right, coach, sorry. Of course, the assist, shot knocked it down. He's got seven. And it's a two-possession difference again at 47-41. Coming up with 30 seconds to go, third quarter. Gutterson far side for Milford. Attacks the rim, but missed the right-hand layup. Too strong off the glass. Rebound to Timberlane. Got to beat the double team. Yep, and Hoven just does that. Avoids it with a pass here to the near side wing for Doherty. Back to Hoven. Back underneath Doherty across the lane. Nearly picked off. Yes, Perone. Able to keep it alive. Threw it behind him over to Gutterson. The Spartans have it left to right. Ten seconds. 47-41 Milford. They want some more here going into the break. Beniskevich between the circles. Three to shoot. Beniskevich a step back. Three. It's up and short. And that will do it for the third quarter. Milford able to extend their halftime lead to 11 at one point. But Timberlane able to seesaw their way back 
and trim the gap to just six. 47-41 after three here in Milford. Back for the fourth quarter in a moment. You're listening to our FNL Winter Game of the Week presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in and ESPNNHradio.com. Saturday morning. Fourth quarter action now from Milford High School. Here's Nick Anastas. Thank you, Tim. Just over one minute gone, fourth quarter. Milford and Timberlane battling here in our FNL Winter Game of the Week. Spartans. With a 50-41 lead over the Owls, looking to stay unbeaten and improve to 7-0 on the season. Far side, Evan Ryan, a three. That one short from the wing. A rebound goes to Hargan, or Horgan, rather, of Timberlake. Owls right to left, down nine. They trail by only two at halftime. By as many as 11 in the third. A quick shot on the baseline, no good. From the far side for Doherty, and a rebound in the paint goes to Ryan of Milford. And now... Looks like Coach Murray going to tell him to slow it down. Raises his right hand over his head from the sideline and holds up two fingers calling the play. Far side for Gunnarsson who just hit a three-corner, or a corner three, I should say, a moment ago. But passes on the shot. Lines it up top to Jamie Perrone. Milford being very patient on this trip. Ryan in the corner, puts it on the deck, trying to drive near baseline, goes up top. The Timberlane crowd wanted a foul, or sorry, a travel. Wanted a travel. And they might have been right. Instead, the possession continues. No shot clock here in the NHIAA, for those that don't know. Gunnarsson <laughs> behind the back, inside for win it, off the glass, counted and the foul. Well, we saw a behind-the-back pass from Nick Gutterson go astray in the first half. It was picked off. Not this time. He hooks up with the big center and fellow tri-captain Shane Winnett, who has a chance for a three-point play here with Milford up 52-41. When it works, can look pretty, but in the first half... A couple of them did go astray, as you said. Coach Murray rolled his eyebrows a little bit. Win it with seven points now, all in this second half. He's also done some damage on the glass for Milford. Spartans match their largest lead, and they'll add to that total to make it a 12-point difference here. Free throw is good. 53-41 now with just over two minutes gone off this fourth-quarter clock. Timberland at 4-1, and one, hoping to make a statement road win today, but... Becoming increasingly hard to do with the clock starting to become a factor. Meanwhile, down the lane, a runner no good by Kokoris. And another rebound in a crowd there for Ryan of the Spartans. The outlet to Baniskevich, and Milford brings it into the front court and again will slow it down. Been a balanced attack for the Spartans on offense. Three players in double figures. Instead of steal by Horgan, and then an over-the-top outlet pass sets up a right-hand layup for Doherty. Pretty steal and assist there for the big fella, Horgan. Timberlane not dead yet here, down 10, 53-43. Yeah, Horgan's had several assists in this game. This is a chance to make a run right here with a, just inside of five minutes. Now Horgan trying to body up Ryan on the far travel. wing, and that leads to a travel. Nearly lost the dribble and then recovered but lost his footing. So the turnover will give it back to Timberlane. And with that, we have a timeout called by Milford as Coach Murray wants to talk it over here three minutes gone fourth quarter and the spartans with a comfortable lead but but not quite that comfortable here 53 43 yeah they're uh they're definitely come out and had a solid second half they keep extending the lead 11 9 11 as high as 12 i think nick yep and then timberlane they just keep fighting right back clawing their way and back into this game this is a critical uh, possession right here with the score being a 10-point differential. Reminder after the game, a complete post-game show with you till 8 o'clock. Patrick Gilroy and Tim Glenday in our studio, so we'll get you caught up on all the action. Division 2 matchup. We usually do the D1 games, but kind of a quiet night on the D1 front. And this one of the better overall matchups, I think, on the slate. It's our FNL Winter Game of the Week. Presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center. So, out of the timeout. Timberlane ball, they're down 10. And we've got now five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Howells right to left. Timberlane against man-to-man pressure. Near side, Perry, a three from the wing. Short. Rebound, Jamie Perrone. He wants to run for Milford. Left to oh, right. Wow. And he looks like he jumped over a player at the free throw line. Both players hit the ground. Ball goes out of bounds. It'll be given to Timberlane. But I'm not sure how that's not a foul one way or the other there. Yeah, Perret came flying down the middle. And just crashed into Drew Symering. Who kind of at the same time was bending down, and Perret went airborne. 
and didn't didn't have much to brace with. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's okay at the end of the bench. Owls will take it because they've got the ball. They're down 10, four and a half to go fourth quarter. Simering on the near side. Drives to the rim. That Ooh. one swatted away again. I think it was Winnett with yep. a big block. Shane Winnett, his second block tonight. Able to wind up that right arm and <laughs> swat it away with the right hand. Timberlane the inbound for the near side of the baseline. Long outlet. Take it to midcourt. Perry now splits the defenders, and it's a runner at the free throw line. The 5'8 guard brings Timberlane with an 8, 53-45. Looked like IT Isaiah Thomas floating through the <laughs> air with a runner. Perry with 7 all in the first half. He's got 9 now. After a steal. That's his first second half bucket. Yep, steal. But then Kokoris <laughs> lost it from behind at midcourt, poked away by Weston Perrone, and Milford again is going to slow it down here left to right. We're midway through the fourth quarter. 53-45 Spartans. And Timberlane going to commit a foul here outside the three-point arc. That's the big fellow Horgan reaching in on Ryan with the left hand to stop the clock with just inside of four minutes to go. Second foul on Horgan. And the fifth team foul now against Timberlane. So they have one left to give. Reminder, no shot clock, which means Milford can take as much time as they can. Instead, an offensive foul. It's called here in the backcourt. Or I should say between the circles. A little push off there by Shane Winnett, who put it on the deck with the right hand and shoved off with the left. That's his second, third foul against Milford in the second half. Well, they got it inside at 10 at 8 right here. Let's see on this possession if they can creep a little closer. Timberland trailing 53-45 with the ball right to left. Gregoris near side trying to find Seamering. denied on the entry pass. Loose ball near side goes out of bounds as players' bodies hit the ground. Seamering and win it. They've been battling coach all afternoon. Yeah, Seamering, Seamering didn't back down right there. I think he gave one out a little extra. Timberland will keep the ball. As they work right to left. Spartans here in a matchup zone. Their side, Kokora is going to spin. Going to come into the lane. Lost his footing. Keeps the ball and then calls a timeout. They're going to give him the timeout. Milford nearly came up with the steal, but that's a good heads-up play from the sideline. Jeff Bauman all over that one to... Keep possession here with 3.24 to go now fourth quarter. Milford's lead is still eight at 53.45. Yeah, through three quarters, this game had great pace, tempo, and was played pretty cleanly. A little bit sloppy here early going fourth quarter. Again, Nick and ask this coach Mike Bellevue with you in a hot gymnasium here in Milford. Well, there's a lot of, and we said this off air before the game, a lot of banners from various state championships over the years. I mean, this place is, is nearly covered behind both baselines, left to right, and even on the sidelines near and far, you see various track and tennis champions from over the year dating back, in some cases, I think, to the 1970s. A lot of history in this gym. A lot of history, and I can look off to my left, and I see an awful lot of wrestling banners, and a lot of credit goes to Dana Barasa. He's a tremendous wrestling coach here in Milford. Timberland ball out of the timeout. Owls down by eight as we approach minutes to play fourth quarter. Looking for the upset. High post, Doherty had it blocked, stays with it, goes down the lane, wow. and banks it home with the right hand. They're right in it, Nick. Ryan Doherty with six. And now the defense extends into the backcourt, and a foul is called on the press against Doherty, who gives a sarcastic smile towards the Timberlane fans who have made the trip here to Milford. It ends with 3.03 to go fourth quarter. A two-possession difference at 53-47. That foul will put Timberlane up against the limit. 16 fouls now against the Owls. So the next foul will put the Spartans at the line for a one-and-one. One. But for now, Milford will have to inbound from the backcourt. Trouble, Gutterson, trouble. the inbounder, right, running out of time. He has to call a timeout. Spikes the ball in frustration after Milford has to burn another timeout. They took two in the first half. They've taken now two in this second half as well. Timberlane has extended their defensive pressure to three-quarter court, and I think it's given Milford some fits right now. Yeah, unexpected. We saw Timberlane, for the most part, up until this point, stick with that half-court man that Coach Bauman likes to employ. Milford, they've they switched things up throughout the ball game. You see the 1-2-2. Two, two. We saw a little bit of half-court man, a half-court 2-3, a half-court 1-3-1, one, one, a matchup zone. It's, it's it's never set in stone, so to speak, with Coach Daniel Murray, the longtime 
Milford head basketball coach. He's done a great job here. You know, it was just a few years ago and he had that tremendous trio of players with Jamie Holder yeah. and Michael Laughlin and the point guard Mikey Mitchell. That was a fun club that won themselves at least one, maybe two state championships. I think back-to-back, you're right. And O'Loughlin, his name up on the 1,000-point banner. Uh, he was a, just a smooth, smooth basketball player. Yeah, I'm trying to find the, the basketball state championship banner, but I'm going to have to keep looking just to verify. I think it was 09-10 when they went back-to-back. All right, anyway, out of the timeout, Milford ball. They're up only six. They're up 12 a moment ago. Ryan to the rim is blocked, but recovered by his teammate, Baniskevich, who's now going to pull it out behind the arc straight away with under three minutes to go. Jimberlin trying to trap on the wing. When it gets it to Baniskevich near baseline, skip pass for Ryan far wing, and now back out to Jamie Perone between the circles near half court. As Baniskevich drives to the rim left hand and is fouled. As he tried to finger roll it with the left hand, but he got his arm sliced there, and he'll shoot two. Yeah, coming out of the timeout there from Milford, they showed great patience offensively, ran a nice half-court set, got it to their go-to man, Ryan Banjuskevich, and he got to the rim, eventually to the line. And again, he is a very quick shot once he gets the free throw, or the ball in his hands at the free throw line, just catch and shoot. And he misses the front end of the two-shot. Takes the ball here, dips the knees, releases, and makes it there, so one for two. By the way, there's the championship banner, Coach. Right behind the basket, Baniskevich was shooting at. Two-hour right. Boys basketball state champs, 1972, 75, 2010, and 2011. So we were close. Meanwhile, the three. Far corner, in and out. No for Perry. Offensive rebound. Horgan, yep. Shuffled the beat just a little bit in the paint. Gives an exasperated... I can't believe I just did that. Look at the official and then walks with his head down over to the Timberlane bench as he's replaced. 220 to go, seven point difference. Milford 54, Timberlane 27. Spartans left to right, they beat the press. Up ahead, Baniskevich, right hand layup is good as he flies past everybody in Maroon. Showed great explosion to the rim and used his offhand, his right hand, to lay it in. He's got 17 unofficially after that layup to lead all scores. Meanwhile, Timberlane with Hoven in the lane, he lost it. Rescued though by Perry at the free throw line. A Perry on the floor and another timeout. <laughs> is called from the floor by Timberlane as Coach Bauman trying to preserve the possession now inside of two minutes to go in this fourth quarter. Milford has built their lead back up to nine at 56-47. Well, Milford on their last possession, instead of looking to pull it out and slow things down, they said, no, we got a defensive rebound. Let's kick it to the outlet, throw it up ahead to Bandiskevich. They're running fast breaks still, looking to put the pedal to the metal and try and Lock this game up here inside of two minutes. And again, Milford right now, unbeaten at six and zero, hoping for seven. And uh, a lot of the expectations around the state were that this Milford team is good enough to get back to the Final Four and represent the town of Milford once March Madness, so-called March Madness, rolls around in the NHIAA. But based on what we've seen tonight, very well coached. They execute. Yeah. They've got shooters. They've got balance. They've got size. I, I, like think, the I think this is a, probably a Final Four team. I absolutely agree that it's a Final Four team. I think most people's expectations were that with Portsmouth moving up, Lebanon may you know, kind of be the, the king at the yeah. end of the castle. But I like this Milford club so far. I agree with you. They have good size. The size isn't afraid and has the ability to hit from outside the arc as well as take it to the rim. And they have the, the southpaw, Ryan Banjuskevich, that can do a little bit of everything. So Milford trying to put... The finishing touches on win number seven. Timberlane, though, not ready to roll over just yet. Still down nine with two minutes to go. Off the inbound, Timberlane looking for Doherty under the basket. Not a clean catch, though. Poked away and ripped away by Baniskevich. Steal for the Spartans, and Baniskevich is fouled at midcourt. As he goes behind the back, a reach-in on the defender. Connor Scott is called. So bonus time with 18 fouls, a one-and-one on the way for Baniskevich who's 17 points unofficially, leads the way tonight for Milford. Minute 47 to go, fourth quarter. First free throw, up and good. Again, that very quick catch and fire from the line with the left hand, 57-47. One more, up and no good. Around the backside of the iron. Rebound off the bounds to Timberlane Seamring. Into the front court for Perry, near wing. Looking to knife his way to the rim, and he draws a foul. 
Attack two defenders, including Ryan, and it's Ryan who's going to get called for the foul as he tried to block the 5'10 guard from over the top. Yeah, Ryan, a big presence inside, and hey, the little guy, probably no more than five foot seven inch tall, Matt Perry. He's had a good game all night long, not afraid to take it inside. Free throw, up and good. And a good night for Matthew Perry, 10 points. For the junior guard, one of the many juniors on this Timberlane squad. Coach Bauman hoping to get a lot of those guys back for next year as well. Second free throw, good, a quick. Two for two trip there for Perry. He's got 11. Lead back to eight again. Milford 57, Timberlane 49. Down to 99 seconds. And it comes to Milford near side. Jamie Perrone racing into the front court. And he's fouled by Perry. Although Perry didn't look to give the foul there. The crowd didn't like it. Or I should say the Timberland portion of this Milford crowd. They didn't like it. Jamie Perrone going to go to the line now. Nine team fouls against Timberlane, so the next will mean an automatic two for Milford. Clock stop with a minute 34, and the Spartans lead 57-49. And you're absolutely right about Timberlane's junior class with Perry and uh, and Schott and Hovan and, and the Horgan. big fella Horgan. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to be uh, pretty good, they I'd are. say, next year. Meanwhile, free throw for Perrone is good. I think they're good now. Second one good as well. Two for two trip there. First points of the second half for Jamie. He's got five. Lead is 10 for Milford, 59-49. Minute and a half to go. Against the trap. Near side door. He's pass deflected. Trying to skip it to the far side. It was tipped out of bounds by Jamie Perrone. It'll stay with Timberlane. Minute 26 to go. Up top catching fire. And Kokoris will bank in a high arcer. I think that was uh, Connor's shot. Oh, shot. And yeah. I think he called his shot off the glass <laughs> right there, although I'm not really sure. Shot with 10. Either way, he'll take it. Boy, that was pretty deep, too. That was deep. About 25 feet, high arcer and good. And then a foul off the inbound will stop things again with a minute 16. Timberland mm-hmm. still fighting and kicking here down 7, 59-52. I think Free throws, though, for Milford. Double bonus here for Jamie Paré. Yep, so two. As we talked about, Perret a couple minutes ago, or a moment ago, rather hit two and take a three in a row now at the line as he hits the first of two. Six points off the bench for the right-hander. And another high arc and free throw is up and in. 61-52 Milford. And they're in the 1-2-2 three-quarter set look on defense. Timberlane taking their time near midcourt, but still in the backcourt. And finally, Perry crosses right to left of the right-hand dribble. Far side for Seamering, down the far side of the lane. Little left there, won't go off the glass. Rebound cleared for Winnett of the Spartans. Outlet to Perrone into the front court on the near side for Gutterson, and now they'll slow it down with inside of a minute to go. Timberlane, down nine, they're going to have to foul. Again, no shot clock. Ryan, back door looking for Winnett. Ball tipped along the near baseline, kept alive by Winnett, but it goes to Perrone of the Spartans. Now back between the circles for Beniskevich. Inside of 40 seconds, and finally the foul is given by Seamering. Who reaches out with two hands and grabs Maniskevich from behind to put the senior to the free throw line with 38 seconds to go. Milford by nine, 61-52. What do you have Maniskevich for? He must be up near 15-17. I've got him for 17 unofficially. And he's about to potentially add to that total here, and he will by getting a friendly roll on the first. He may have more. I'm not 100% uh, sure about my calculations, but... I'd say it's in the ballpark. He's got 18 now, and let's say 19 after that one is up and, and a perfect swish. 63-52, Milford by 11. Timberlane starting to run out of time with 35 seconds. Pass kicked out of bounds along the far baseline. I think it was Ryan who got his left leg on it. It'll stay with Timberlane. Inbound coming from the bar. Far baseline. Seamering looks for Dort. He's wide open under the basket. There's the left-hand lamp and an immediate timeout by the Owls. Yeah, I don't know how Milford... Gave that up underneath, just a, a left-hand bunny right there for Doherty. An easy finish, an easy find right there for the big fellow Hogan. Defensive breakdown. Owls take advantage to slash it back to nine. It's 63-54, 32 seconds to go. Reminder, after the game, complete post-game coverage. We'll wrap things up here from Milford and send it back to Patrick Gilroy and Tim Glenday in our studio. and. Well, they'll get all the action for you 
from now until 8 o'clock tonight across all four divisions if possible. And a reminder, folks out there listening to us in your cars, take it easy out if it hasn't started snowing or raining. It's supposed to shortly. Yeah, a lot of action tonight being Tuesday night here in D2, D3, and D4. Yeah. And then tomorrow night, weather permitting, I think it'll be all right to play those D1 games. Yeah, there's a lot of D1 games tomorrow, yeah. All right. Out of the timeout, Milford by nine with the ball. Timberlane is going to come out and match up full court man here. Gutters in the inbound. He can run the baseline. Looking to get it in. He's looking to go deep. Down the floor for Benisiewicz. Broke it up and stolen by Perry. Perry right to left. Perry all the way to the cup. Right hand layup. No, but a foul. As the shot went under the front lip of the iron. But he was hit on the elbow and on the top of the head as he gives it a scratch. He'll head to the free throw line. Down nine with now 27 seconds to go. The little fellow plays with a lot of heart. And he's got a good handle. And he's not afraid to take it inside to the big trees. Yeah, he has all afternoon. Free throw won't go for him, though. It rolls around the rim and out. Perry has led the way with 11 points. They put him at about 5'8", the junior. Here's the right hand. High and good on the second. So one for two trip. Makes it 63-55. A dozen for Perry. And full again, court pressure. Yep, they'll face the full court pressure again into Perone. And Jamie is fouled. Nearly lost his balance, but was hit... From behind, I think that was Scott who was trying to close in as the second defender. Nope, they'll get Perry instead, his fourth. Double bonus again. Yep, ten team fouls, so an automatic two coming for Jamie Perry, who's just suffered his first miss at the line. He had been four for four before hitting the back iron on this front end. One more to come, 26 seconds. Bilford by eight. Right-hand free throw is good. Got the friendly roll. 64-55. Timberlane got a hurry. They go down the far sideline, right to left. Up top, Perry. Lost his footing, but not the handle. Finds Seamering, whose three is no good. The rebound goes to Ryan. Milford has it, and I don't think Timberlane's going to foul. Gutterson throws it into the front court. Kennett is there, and Kennett's going to try and dunk it. Missed the dunk unattended. Gets his own rebound and pulls it back out, and now Milford will run out the clock with a laugh from his teammates there. Shane Winnett, and just when Timberlake stops playing D, he says, I'm going to take a, a moment here to try and send one down, and he got a little embarrassed right there. I don't know how well it's going to sit with Coach Murray either. I know he's smiling over there. He's pretty easy going. I think he'll let that one slide, yeah. but uh, I, might, I might have something to say for the big cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the final. Milford gets it done. It was tight in the first half, just a two-point game at the break. Spartans led 28-26 after two, and then the third quarter, I suppose, is when the home team made their move. They led by as many as 11, increased that lead in the fourth quarter to as many as 12. And they hang on to get it done in the end by nine to improve to seven and zero now on the season. Timberlane slips to four and two. And you know what, what can you say about Milford? It was an even game in the first half, but they came out and they used balanced scoring. Whether it was Weston Pare, Jamie Pare, Nick Gutterson draining corner trifectors, or the ever elusive, the ever aggressive Ryan Banjuskevich getting it done, as well as the big fella. Ryan and the big guys, Ryan and Wynette. This is a deep yeah, team. Yeah, This team can go 8-9 deep on the bench, and I really like what I'm seeing out of the Spartans. But I was impressed tonight with Timberlane. They just weren't able to hang here uh, down the stretch, but they certainly played well throughout the first three quarters of this game. Absolutely. Well, a few people to thank, including Mark Moraes, the athletic director here at Milford, our friends over at the New Hampshire Sports page, Pete Terrier and John Kesty for keeping us company and cozy up here in the stands at the top row and of course to the folks behind the scenes at ESPN New Hampshire Tom Monahan and Tim Glenday for getting us going and Patrick Gilroy is here to take you for the rest of the way up till eight o'clock of course we want to thank the sponsors as well the folks over at Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center Nick and Nicole Valis and of course our friends at Apple Therapy as well Ben and Karen Biscovich all right for Coach Mike Bellevue I'm Nick Anastas saying so long, FNL winner 
is going to continue on ESPN New Hampshire up until 8 o'clock. Let's send things back to the studio for Tim Glenday and Patrick Gilroy. Guys? Thank you, gentlemen. That was great. That was a fast-paced and and not a clunker like the first two games. The first two Tuesdays we've had runaways. Good evening, Patrick Gilroy. Good evening, Tim. I'm I'm glad to be here. FNL Winter. A little uh, changing of the schedule, but, uh, you know, we do what we do here to to get on and, and do until 8 o'clock tonight? Is that, is that correct? Yep. But this, this was a fun one to either have supper if you were on time or you're one of those doing the 495 or 128 commutes up here. That's something different on the ride home. This was great. Final score, 64-55 to 55 in an early game here on ESPN Radio New Hampshire. It's Patrick Gilroy alongside Timmy Buttons taking you guys up until 8 o'clock on the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center's FNL Winter Coverage. Let's go right to the phone lines. We've got uh, Mike Abelson from the New Hampshire Union Leader hanging out over there at the Central and Alvern game. What's going on, Mike? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the game that you'll be covering this evening? Yeah, fellas, how's it going tonight? It's going great. We like working early. Yeah, er, er, early is good. We're going to be hopefully starting on time. I just pulled into the parking lot here and uh, out right outside of Second Ridge Gym here at Alvern High. Uh, good game for both teams tonight. Alvern, um, you know, low key on a bit of a roll. They started the season four and one. Um, they got a, a nice uh, win over Pinkerton earlier. Excuse me, got a win over Pinkerton on Saturday night. Um, Central one and three, and Central they they can't score the ball. Last two games under forty points. So you have to ask yourself, Central perennially one of the best, better teams in New Hampshire. You know, it seems to be a bit of a rebuilding year. They have to figure out what's going on with them. And Alvern, can they can they keep rolling? They haven't really seen the teeth of D one yet. No. Back to back coming up, they got uh, Spalding. After Central, they got Spalding, Bedford, and Merrimack. So um, they we're really going to get a good test uh, for the Broncos coming up tonight. But for now, they got a uh, they got the little green at home. Both teams looking for something big, Alvern to keep the good times roll, and for Central to get the good times starting. Mike, for people that have never seen Alvern play before, what's sort of their their claim to fame? Is it, is it defense? Is it offense? Do they have a, a stud guy or two? Sort of tell people that have never been live and in person to see them what to watch out for. Well, I mean, the thing with them is that they, they know how to pull out tight games. They go on the road to National North. Alvern and Nashville always a big game. They pull out a road win by six. Opening the night of the season, they go to Dover. They win by four. Second game of the year, they host. They get keen all the way in from the western part of the state. They hold on. They win by five. So you know to have a team that's able to pull out these games. So again, they haven't played the Bedfords and the Portsmouth and the Merrimacks yet. But this team is figuring out how to win games uh, and pick up W's as opposed to you know having those games flip around and turning the close losses. And that can be the difference between a good and a bad team. And a division one Portsmouth is definitely the top of the bunch, but. There's a whole bunch of teams right in that, you know, two through ten window that will have a state come tournament time, and Alvin wants to see that table. And you mentioned that Manchester is having a hard time scoring the basketball. Do you think that's something that can be fixed quickly here, or is that something that is going to plague them throughout the season? I mean, I, ha- I haven't seen Central yet this season, but you know, it seems like if you, you know, if you have a problem to score, you have to change up the way you you, uh, you play the game. I know Tim Goodrich at Merrimack. Um, he doesn't have the big high-powered offenses like he's had the last couple of years. Nia Cummins is a great player at Merrimack, but they keep it slow. They'll, they'll burn a lot of clock, take two, three-minute possessions. And, um, you know, while that, that may be uh, very frustrating for an opponent, it's a way for them to pull out and win games. So maybe Central needs to look at doing something like that. You know, even though they won't win this season, they beat Dover 52-46. to you know, not, you know, you're not getting up into the 70s or 80s in that game. So there has to be a way to defend it and also be able to possess smartly um, and get your points when you have to get your points. Because you don't need 80 or 90 to win every night. You've just got to be able to play smart to get the win. From the New Hampshire Union leader, that's Mike Abelson. Mike, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to, uh, to talk to us this evening. Thank you for the preview, and I'm sure we'll talk to you down the line. There he is. That's Mike Abelson from the New Hampshire Union Leader. That's where you can check out his stuff. It's Patrick Gilroy alongside Timmy Buttons taking you guys up until 8 o'clock here on ESPN Radio New Hampshire. The Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center's FNL winter coverage. Nick Anastos, Coach Mike, had the call here tonight. Your final score of their game is 64-55, to Tim. Just building off of what he had to say uh, on Friday night, it, it's a case of in the rebuilding being able to score. Because uh, Manchester Central lost to Nashua North 
56 to 38 on Friday. And it's been a long time since I heard, quite frankly, any of the three schools in Manchester, eh, you know, really only scoring in the 30s. And that's like the second time this year that I've come across Manchester Central being down in the 30s. Yeah, it's one of those things where rebuilding, no matter what stage of development that you're in, and no matter how large or small your program is, rebuilding is always very tough. I mean, for people that have listened to this station for years, know that I've done a lot of Celtics coverage here, and and I've covered the team from since 2001 through yesterday. Sure. I'll tell you, to cover the rebuilding years is always a difficult task, but the, the coaches, the staff, the broadcast media, everybody still puts the same amount of effort into the game as you would if they were a talented team. And we're not saying that this Manchester team isn't talented, but what we are saying is rebuilding takes time. And it's something where the young guys, the freshmen, the sophomores, they will continue to progress and get better. And by the time they're upperclassmen, it's very possible that a powerhouse like Manchester will have things turned around. Alex Leibowitz is on deck at 6.30. He's reporting from the Hollis Brookline at Sauhegan game. And the big question of the pre-game show that isn't, because it's really post-game show time already, did Sam Lewick, who was going to contact us at 6.15, know that his game got moved to 5.30 over there in Dover? <laughs> now, my guess is, because he's been really good at calling, yeah, that, yeah, he's there and he's watching the game and he, he can't leave the gym just to <laughs> call us. So he hopefully will have a post-game report you know, before we go off tonight at 8. But... Uh, I looked at these games moved up, and I said, it's not a lot of them, but, yeah, in the southern tier, it made some sense. It's snowing behind you now, albeit lightly, and it, that's just started. So this is probably a safe move that they did. It, let's not forget, a lot of times, these are kids driving to the games. They're 16-, 17-year-old kids there to root on their friends, and they don't have the sort of life experience that you have, Tim, that I have, Tim, that driving in the snow, and it, it takes a while. We, we just got through talking about uh, a younger team in Manchester rebuilding. Well, younger drivers, you know, they, they don't right. want to rebuild their lives, rebuild their cars for going to a basketball game, so it's a smart move. It's a safe play. This is high school basketball, after all, and you know you got to play it safe, and we're going to have some, some terrible weather here through the night tonight and into the day tomorrow and the fact is you have to do what you have to do everybody sort of moved everything up Nick got there Mike got there the team got there and before you know it you have a 64 to 55 a final score this evening and, and that's that we'll be here for the next hour and a half which by the way Tim is a longer post game show than the game itself which is something you, that's true you don't even get that in, in like the NBA or D1 college ball so you high school guys we're going to continue to cover this night in high school basketball, all the way up until 8 o'clock right here, ESPN Radio, New Hampshire, you stream it live, ESPNNHradio.com. You find us on your tune-in app. It is the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center's FNL Winter Coverage. I am Patrick Gilroy. He is Tom Glenday. We'll be right back. Hey, it's me, your piggy bank. Remember... 